Warning, the Bonsai Beat contains explicit language and may not be suitable for all listeners or fans of Neo Genesis Evigallion. Several anime companies have gone bankrupt. 1,337 anime fans have been sued. All the while, the Bonsai Beat has been there to deliver you the latest in news, show reviews, and discussions from both the experienced and novice anime fans' point of view. And now, broadcasting from a deserted island so Funimation's lawyers can't find them, here are your hosts, Jello-Kun and Zach. Hey everybody, welcome to the Bonsai Beat. I'm Jello Coon, along with Zach. Hello, hello. How are you doing today? Well, pretty great. I like how we got to use the song in English for our anime podcast. It doesn't really happen often unless it's a JoJo review. Yes, that is very, very true. Usually it's like, here's the latest Japanese song. Who knows what they're saying? It sounds cool. But yeah. So what are we reviewing today? Today, we'll be reviewing A Silent Voice, which I can't remember the Japanese for, but... Silent Voice is good enough. Yeah, there's a real Japanese way to say it, which well, I learned today, reading some anime news, that... It's going to be in U.S. theaters October 10th. Yes. We jumped the gun. And we did. But it's not going to be dubbed, so I don't care. It's not going to be dubbed. Oh, well, then no one will be watching it in English, so at least we watched it early. <laughs> yes, very true. So what have you been watching? And I'd like to point out we both have seen that movie. We both watched it recently so we actually have something to talk about on the same page for the first time in probably a year yay a year we did it we've synced up after a year it's uh it's more rare than an eclipse lately boo get off the eclipse boo Boo. Boo. astrology joke it was Uh, fun though we had like we had 99.1 percent coverage it was pretty cool Damn, yeah, that's really good. Mine was only 73. Ah, loser Texas. I have a friend in Seattle who got like 99.5 or something yeah. crazy. No, about a two-hour drive was 100% coverage down in Columbia. But I wasn't wasting mm. work for one stupid little event. I saw it good enough. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I have been watching... That movie we're going to be reviewing, A Silent Voice. I watched one episode of Bebop yesterday. I'm still only 10 out of 26. What? Only one? How can one person only watch one? How are you getting done with the episode and you're like, oh, I, I don't want to watch that anymore? How? Tell me. It's just, uh, I knew I was going to watch the movie after, and I'm like, oh, I'll just just watch a little episode to whet my appetite. No, and then no, I was no, like, no, 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 is- no, 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 no. You just can't watch the movie. You have to know the characters and understand the the movie has nothing to do with the TV show. No, not Bebop movie. I was going to watch A Silent Voice. Oh, And in sorry. preparation, I watched an episode of anime <laughs> while I was eating dinner. Okay. So I guess I watched one. It was good. 
and then I was done eating and went to go watch my movie. <laughs> I got you. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. I mean, I was into it. My brother wasn't really into it, so we stopped watching it when I was with him this summer. So that's why it got paused. Oh, I like it. Awful. You should be ashamed and of yourself. I haven't really watched any of the gambling show past episode six. Yeah. It's it's somewhat it's, hard it's, to find for me. Well, I it's easy for it's very easy for me to find, but it just kind of feels like it's starting to get formulaic. Hmm. And I haven't watched the latest episode yet. The last one I watched was they were in the dungeon of the school and playing that whatever game with the loaded gun. The Russian and, roulette. Yes. I haven't seen that one yet. Okay, well... There must be one ahead of me, because I just watched them win their poker game. Oh, yeah, that was a good episode. Mm-hmm. But, no, I mean, yeah. like, for me, it's... It's starting to get a little formulaic of, like, okay, she plays, and she figures out how to they cheat, and then she calls them out on it. Like, okay. Well, we knew it was kind of going to be, like, food wars, where she has to, like, beat the student council at everything. Or at least I thought it was yeah, going to be but like in that. Stool, in Stool Wars, that's a novel show. <laughs> <laughs> Two ways you could take that. Stool. Sounds shitty. Yeah, that or, <laughs> or it's a woodworking show. Yeah. Why isn't there an anime about woodworking? You could be like, uh, you could have it like sponsored by uh, Foreman. To, where was the story in, in the... What was that Tim Allen movie show? Home Improvement? Yeah, Benford Tools could could support it. Uh, anyway. Well, I, don't, um, I don't know why you don't like it. Like, I was on board no, with no, it. I, I do like it. Way. It's still fun to watch, but I still feel like it's kind of like, okay, um, how is she for how they're cheating now? Like, to me, it just gets kind of meh. Like, after a while, it's like, can't they just be a fair, fair game where her skill comes out rather than like, oh, she found out and that's how she won. Well, I guess technically your skill, I mean, she does need her skill to win because she isn't cheating, you could say. Yeah, true. But anyway. yeah, I see. It's it's all the same. It's like, never does someone almost beat her because they're really good at a game. And you think they'd be I, really good at I really like the poker episode. I didn't see the twist. No, I didn't either. The, the way they read out all the numbers was great because you're like equally shocked as, as the guy that lost. And yeah, that, that one was perfect. I don't care if it's like small segments of like one or two episodes of her playing someone different in a game. It's very entertaining to me. True. And Mary and her make a good duo. So. Yes, very true. Very true. Uh, I'm still watching Fate Apocrypha. I'm like one behind. It's still so far like any other fate show, minus the backstory. It's like they threw in so many characters listen that they have no time for character exposition. They just fight all the time. There's nonstop so, fighting. I, I like it less for that because I mean like I talked about last time, is their action is tr- too try hard and the sound design is over the top. So I don't know. It kind of wears on you because it's like everything's the same. There's no new story. And then the action just isn't as satisfying as Ufotable animating it. So, eh, I'm indifferent. It's like above average for me because I like that 
universe gotcha. the fake universe yeah uh what else speaking of fighting did you watch the conor mcgregor uh uh floyd mayweather fight last night nah ah you missed it i don't really care about <laughs> fighting i figure it would have wept your appetite for fighting but if it yeah, was 2d for... girls you'd be like yeah i'm all over that true yeah if it was magical girls fighting and... sign me up i'll pay 100 bucks <laughs> i also started watching against my better judgment the akashic record show that aired last season akashic what's that about the akashic records of bastard magic instructor ah it's the main character guy who's lazy and a dick to everyone and it's like like the genre I always try to get into, the magic high school genre that always disappoints me. And then all the girls are cutesy. Their outfit is like a skirt with like midriff suspenders. Um, I think it's like fan service, but apparently it doesn't list that as its genre. But at least the main character was interesting enough to keep me in it because he's like a substitute teacher for the for not the middle school, the magic school. They're high schoolers, I think. Or else the show would be even more creepy. But uh, he just really isn't interested in being there teaching. And is basically a dick to everyone. But then secretly, he's like an ex-military person who knows all the best ways to fight people. So the first episode was about nothing. And I was talking to John. I'm like, this show's about nothing. How can I continue watching it? But then he said to keep watching. And the second episode was much better. He actually started being a real teacher and then terrorists invade the school and capture one of like his students, and then he saves her. So it at least ramped up better, and he's like a much less hateable main character than the regular Magic High School show, <laughs> the oh overpowered Oni Chan character saves his little sister over and over. He's not that. He's like very arrogant and annoyed all the time. So. That was nice that he wasn't just like the harem main character of every show. So I'll, I'll keep watching it for now. Awesome. Uh, besides that, I'm pretty sure. And I only watched three episodes of that. Oh, wait, one I wanted to talk about, but this was a while ago. Uh, 18 If, I finally started watching that. Oh, yeah. What'd you think of that? I got the. I still haven't watched more. I got a couple episodes of the Funimation dub because I want to see how that was. Yeah, I only made it to three, but did you see two? I have not. Oh my god. <laughs> the show isn't what I expected at all. So the first one is very much like you described in the What Should You Watch in Summer episode we did, of it being very Disney-like, and they don't really explain anything, but he's in some sort of dream world, and he has to save the witches, aka the Sleeping Beauties, and wake them up or whatever. But then, in the second one... I guess I'll just spoil the second episode. It's only the second episode. Uh, the doctor, who is the cat, is in real life and taking care of his sister, who's like in the sleeping coma. So suddenly the show's in real life and the animation looks different because they're real people. And then I would say it looks better. And then the next person he has to save is this wait, wait, person. Wait, wait, wait. Who... You mean real life, like live action? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, I have to put like live action anime. No, like out of the dream world, real life. I gotcha. So instead of being the cat, he's like a real man in a like lab coat because he's a scientist. 
But then the kid, the main character kid, is still in the dream world or whatever. And the next person they have to save is this girl that witnessed her whole family murdered in front of her when she was 12. Oh, fuck. And it's like the most fucking graphic like <laughs> intro to an anime I saw. They're like people break into her house and they're and she's like narrating it and they're like, they broke my mother's bones into a million pieces. And you see her mother like all crumpled up and they're like, and they cut my sister to shreds. It's like all descriptive words and like they show her all cut up on the sofa and blood everywhere. It was crazy. And I'm like, what the fuck is this show? <laughs> like it, it made the most like dark twist. Hold on, I gotta watch this. One sec. It all happened ten years ago. Ten years ago. Oh damn, there's a lot of blood. Yeah, it's graphic. There was a family that had been brutally murdered in their home. The victims were the father, the mother, and the oldest daughter, age 15. Her younger sister, who was 12 at the time, hid motionless in the closet, surviving unnoticed. But she saw everything that happened. The culprits were arrested based on the young girl's testimony. That's All good. three were 16 at the time of the murders and were sentenced as minors. They weren't acquainted with the Jesus Christ! Home. Their motive was simply Can't to shock again. the world with the sheer brutality of the scene. Every bone in the father's body was broken. The mother had been hacked apart by a knife. The daughter's neck was- Stop! I don't want to imagine anymore. I haven't even gotten into all the gory details. I've still heard enough. It was all just a game to them, you see. They tried to make it look as if they were killed because of a grudge. And in their wake, they left behind a horrific well, locked room mom doesn't look chopped up at all. She's a whole piece. I remember. <laughs> I saw it on the news. The boy's parents were shocked. They'd always been well-behaved at home and model students at school. They got good grades. The ringleader didn't kill anyone himself, but came up with a scenario for this twisted game and told the other boys what to do at the crime scene. Two years ago, the three young men re-entered society. So tell me, who was killed this time? None other than one of the killers. Oh, good. He was found he mutilated God, inside a locked room. Damn, his ears a locked cut off. room murder? He was killed in the exact same manner as the mother. There are two more of those boys still out there. They will, without a doubt, also be targeted. So then, I'm guessing that the culprit is the younger sister. Yeah, exactly. I deduce the same from the given facts. Then wouldn't it be faster if we tried waking up the girl? Unfortunately, Sleeping Beauty Syndrome is more complicated than that. Then it's almost like she's already dead. The poor girl's <laughs> <heart>. <laughs> She's already <laughs> dead. Well, that was something. Yeah, but isn't that completely different than the first episode? <laughs> yes. The first episode was just weird. The second episode was like, boy, here you go. Here's what you came for. And the biggest twist is he doesn't try to stop her. The scientist wants to stop her, but the, the kid main character in the show is encouraging her to do it. Yeah, fucking murder them. They fucking mm -hmm. murder he's, your parents. He's like, this is justice. This is what you deserve to do. It kind of is. she kills them all. Good. Eye for an eye. It says in the Bible. We're somewhere. <laughs> the whole world blind. Exactly. But but yeah, so that was interesting. And <laughs> I was wondering if you saw the second episode, because I'm like, this is completely different than the first one. Yeah, I guess I will be start watching this then. Yeah, like, now I'm interested where what, it goes. What did you think of the voices they were using for the dub? Oh, yeah, listening to the dub, it was good. Funimation now, uh, baby. I feel like... To me, the other character is just a kid, but he sounded older. Oh, of course, they always do. Yeah, but it's hey, like hey, you thirteen like, scientist guy was a good voice for him. Yeah, 
13 year old come come dub this anime <laughs> i mean th there's a lot of uh side characters in that episode in general because mm -hmm. they confront like all the murderers so to to dub that they probably need a pretty large cast guess so we'll have to watch it and find out yeah and yeah. I'll start watching it dubbed because I'm not so excited. I need the most current episodes, but yeah, there's like a couple behind, probably two or three. Yeah, but it's it was interesting. Yeah, now I want to watch more because the first one I wasn't too intrigued, but then it was so much different. I'm like, what are they going to do now? Mm -hmm. And that's all I've been watching. <laughs> well, I've been watching Uso to Koi or Koi to Uso or whatever it is. Koi to Uso. Show is still fun. Show is still stringing you along. I haven't watched episode eight yet. Um, for some reason, I'm still watching Natsuo Trap. I, it's the worst thing next to that skirt show. is fucking awful. Um, it's dumb as hell. Don't watch it. Um, <laughs> you suffer so we don't have to. I'm a martyr. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, so I was looking through my Blu-ray collection and I was like, ooh, Haruhi. I showed my wife the first two episodes of Haruhi. She hated it. <laughs> She's like, I don't get what's going on. She didn't find it very funny. I was like, God damn it. I mean, it's funny. Uh, well, the beginning is just kind of <clears throat> narration. I don't think yeah, the first, the first episodes episode are very isn't funny. very good. Because isn't it just Kion just monologuing to himself? Pretty much, and just talking about, how, yeah. uh, about Haruhi. Sakharoui has so many different hairstyles. That's too many hairstyles. And then it like yeah. cuts to the next day. <laughs> I mean, now that I've watched it for probably, this is probably the third time I've watched, you know, the first episode. Probably more, actually. Point being is, yeah, I really felt like, man, this, this first episode is just like a fucking just dump of information. And like, it's just a build up to, hey, we have the SOS Club. It isn't until the second episode when you're like, hey, it's finally doing something. Yeah, I mean, that's probably the most prolific example I can think of of monologuing in an anime. Oh, no, there's been worse. There's worse? This... Like 80% of that episode is him talking to himself. Yeah, true. <laughs> okay, I mean, it's done well, so I would say there's been worse, but like duration of episode, that's a lot of monologuing. Yeah. So I understand why she was bored by the beginning. Yeah, but... I was trying to find something for us to watch. I picked up uh, Evangelion 1.11 on Blu-ray. And then uh, Corpse Princess. Hmm, I don't know what that is. Yeah, I don't know either. I don't know either, but I own it now. I saw Corpse Bride. Did I? Wait, hold on. I guess I saw Corpse Bride... I reviewed something along those lines. Um, Corpse something. I reviewed Corpse Party. Not the same. No. And I know you wouldn't get that one confused. Yeah, hold on. I'm looking. Apparently I cannot type in. It's too many Corpse shows. Yes. Um, I thought Corpse Bride was like a Tim Burton show. No, that was Corpse. Yeah, I don't, maybe yes, I haven't. I thought I saw something. Let me check my mail. It was only six episodes. This was 26. Um, blah, 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 blah. Apparently. Apparently I've seen nothing. It's like Tatsuki Hime. Um, 
I looked up Corpse Princess from 2008, and this show looks kind of cool. Is it six but... episodes? No. This that's... one's 13. No, that's... Yeah, what the fuck did I... I don't know what the fuck, fuck I'm thinking of then. Huh. Oh, that's what I'm thinking of. Murder Princess. <laughs> They're so similar. What? I guess one's murder... Oh, Murder Princess and OVA. Yeah, okay. This is six episodes. So yeah, read the synopsis of Corpse Princess. And Murder. No, 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 Corpse Princess. Well, both, I guess. Both? Man, alright. Read them, or else. Because no one <laughs> well, cares. Corpse Princess says, after being brutally murdered along with her family. That's funny. It's just <laughs> like the E.T. Niff. <laughs> ha! Murder. Ha! ha murder, so funny. Makina, oh wow, Hashimura, Makina Hashimura, let's go with that, turns into a, wow, they threw a lot of Japanese words in this, you know, Japanese animation. <laughs> uh, shot, man, Chika Banehime, a living corpse, uh, I guess that's where, okay, never mind, I was just thinking out loud, this is where the Shiki name comes from in that other show I watched, but. A living corpse contracted to the Kogan cult in order to exert revenge. What an interesting word. Instead of exact, they chose exert revenge on the mysterious undead organization responsible for her death. She's assisted in this task by Kisei Tagami, her contracted priest and former friend. This series follows the story of Kisei's younger brother, Ori. Why doesn't it follow the other two? A boy with an unusual attraction to death who slowly discovers his brother's secret and he gets dragged into the world of undead. Okay, well, that synopsis is terrible, but and hard for me to read. But I thought the art looked cool. Now we can read the one you're talking about. Okay. And you can listen to Murder the review. Murder Princess. Hmm, what? And you can listen to the review at podsitebeat.com. Oh, this is something you bought but already reviewed? No, 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 no. I didn't buy this. Separate thought from... Well, because first we we're talking about things you bought, and then we we're talking about things to watch with your no, wife. Now we're on Murder yeah, Princess. No, I thought I, I wasn't sure what to. I thought I'd maybe bought something I already watched, and it's like no, I couldn't have. So, <clears throat> ah, yeah, Murder Princess, something you've reviewed. Yes. In the kingdom of Forland, a coup d'état occurs, which leads to the death of the king. In the last moments of his life, the king sends his second child, Princess Alidia Forland, to escape. Unfortunately, while flu- yeah, fleeing, a life and death situation between Alidia and the bloodthirsty bounty hunter Phallus, what a name, Phallus, <laughs> causes the two of them to switch bodies. <laughs> Desperate for the safety of her kingdom, Alidia begs Phallus to return and protect the kingdom, offering herself as collateral. After a swift beating on the rebel forces, Phallus resumes the title of Princess of Forland, leading to the birth of the most savage princess in their land, the Murder Princess. Interesting. It's pretty cool. She goes to my review. Studio B train. Butt train. And that's B E E. Phallus. Yeah, the B train. Hunter. They've been around for a while. Hmm. The silence is awkward. <laughs> oh, I just didn't know about B train. Most of the shows they worked on seem older. Such as? Well, the most recent to me looks like uh, Requiem for the Phantom. 
but a great fucking show. They've done Hack Roots, Noir, uh, Blade of the Immortal, Halo Legends. Oh, that thing. Batman Gotham Knight. Tons of more hack shows. Ark the Land, 1999. Ark the Lad, yeah. Oh, that makes more sense than land. (laughs) (laughs) It's just an attractive land. Wild Arms. Spider Riders. Kind of looks like Power Rangers, but not. Um, and <laughs> Popo LaCroix Monogatari. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah, I don't think they exist anymore. Doesn't look like it. The most recent one was Phantom. And that was a great show. Oh, man. I thought it was really boring halfway through. What? Oh, that's when it got good. It's a boring show. It was a boring friggin' couple first episodes. It starts out as like Miami Vice, and it just gets more and more boring. Yeah, it got a little ridiculous. <laughs> I own it on Blu-ray and DVD. It's an amazing show. It's the Japanese perversion of Miami Vice. The company has been dormant since 2012 um, due to the guy who started it retiring from the anime industry. So they never, they just pretty much shuttered. Yeah, it looks like 99 through, you know, the 2000s. They were really busy. Mm-hmm. Well, now what do we talk about? Have you watched anything else? No, nah, that's about it. Kinda Man, just... and then unless you found more lists of DVD releases, our last one was out last time we recorded. Woo! So oh, now... Shit. Was either no more animes coming out, or we just don't know. Yeah, how, yeah have should have probably checked. Uh, have they updated the page? No, I checked that. They didn't update it. Oh, no. But I don't know what to do beyond that stuff. It's another week, and more DVDs are being released. What should you get? It's time for the weekly DVD picks. August 29th is where we're going to start. A Journey Through Fairyland. Oh, that sounds so nice. That sounds awful. I know what it's about. Uh, In Dried Part 2, Marmalade Boy Collection 1, Episodes <laughs> 1 through 38. It's a lot of Marmalade Boy. I'm pissed off because now my, my original discs are probably worthless. I paid so yeah, much. Yeah, there's that small window where it's been a while, but not too long for the uh, re-release. It's been like 10 years. Oh, damn. I'm small my ass. There's that large window. Nightwalker, the Midnight Detective, Nutcracker Fantasy. Yeah. Pokemon XYZ. That's what? A, I didn't know they had that many letters. Yeah, no kidding. When did Z show up? Uh, Ushio and Tora. And Wonderful Wizard of Oz. Didn't you review Ushio and Tora? Uh, I mean, probably not. I've never heard of it. It's unlikely I reviewed it. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Wonderful Wizard of Oz. Is this anime? Uh, sure. Wonderful Wizard of Oz was animated by Studio Pan Media and was originally broadcast in 1986. Oh, quick, get this it. This international version presents every episode in English, narrated by celebrated screen actress Mar- Margot Kidder. 
All right. Margot Kidder? I don't know who that is. I don't know. Some actor lady. Actor lady? Not even an actress. Oh, sorry. But then it has Wonderful Wizard of Oz with D, D Wonderful, which apparently is the same thing, so I don't know. And then September 5th is The Good Witch of the West. It's an all-Wizard of Oz release schedule. Oh, shit. Wait, this isn't even... Things are looking grim as the darker side of fairy tales is unleashed in The Good Witch of the West. Uh, What? Apparently this isn't even... All right, well, it's not even even Wizard of Oz related. Uh, Gosik, part two. Heroic Legend of Arslan, Mobile Suit Zeta Gundam, Regalia the Three Sacred Stars. That sounds familiar. Looks somewhat mecha. I've never seen it. Uh, Suki Yuda. Just Suki Yuda. Shake It Love. Can they handle the pressure of stardom and sharing dorm space with their rivals? All right. That sounds awful. We'll just go one more week, because these are shows I actually care about. Chihara Furu, which I've never finished, but what? was that great one about competitive Karuta, where they like slap the cards away from each other like, yeah, while, bitch. People read, <laughs> while they read poems. It's like the most traditional slash intense sport. Roses are red, violets are blue. Fuck your cards, bitch. I hate you too. Slap them out of your hands. Yeah, basically. Except... Like, as soon as they read it in, like, a sing-song tone, and as soon as they start, they try to hear the syllable and then slap the card away. And if you slap the wrong one, you lose points, but the goal is to be quick before they're done reading it. It was it was interesting. And then Food Wars. Mm. So... The only two I'm interested in are those last two. Chihaya Furu and Food Wars. I guess you want Marmalade Boy, but you already own it. I already own it. Plus, I'm getting on Blu-ray. Fuck that DVD quality bullshit. You should watch Wonderful Wizard of Oz, the retelling. No, I was thinking you should watch it for science. Oh, no. This needs to be done. I want to watch Good Witch of the West, so it's like hey, if you can Wizard watch, of Oz. But... If you can watch Softini, you can watch this. Oh, man. I don't know if I can watch Softini again. <laughs> And I believe it's soft tenny, like tennis. Oh, sorry. Whatever. It's not like a martini. <laughs> um, Man, yeah, that was pretty bad. I have another friend pushing a bad show for me to watch. Have you heard of Bludgeoning Angel Dokuro-chan? Dude, I own it on DVD. It's amazing, and I've already reviewed it. And it's amazing. Whoa. You should watch it. All right. Well, he wants me to watch it, and I'm like, I don't know. Dude, you got to watch it. Make sure you watch it dub, though. I watched the, the, the like song for it. It's ridiculous. Yes. Yeah, so, all right, well, I guess I'll watch that. And apparently it's not as bad as I thought, but I watched the intro and I was like, ugh, this looks terrible. You, you, duh. And the synopsis is like, cute, angelic girl beats man to death yeah, for laughs. He does. Like the first time it's just changing and she has a bat with spikes on it and he walks in on her changing so she hits him with it and he's decapitated. <laughs> Jeez, alright. You can listen to this at bonsaib.com for slash reviews. All our reviews are in alphabetical order. 
There you'll find it. Bludgeoning Angel Dokorochan. When I think I went as far as adding clips of the show into the uh, review. Back when I cared enough to do so. And it was easy wow. to do. A relic of the past. <clears throat> yep. Well, today we even added a clip from a show. That... Thank you, easily accessed dubs. Yes. Because there's no point in us really playing subvit clips for people. Yeah, very true. But most of our audience this was from like, direct from Nani? the this was, <laughs> yeah, this was direct from the DVD. I had to rip it and then find oh, the freaking thing. And I don't know. I still think my favorite review so far is Arcade Gamer for Boogie. If you haven't listened to it, go listen to it. It's awesome. And I bought like three copies of it by accident. <laughs> by purpose and I'll be like yeah okay get your foogie and go home like damn it I already own this <laughs> I remember feeling this excited to buy this the show is so terrible it's awesome anywho Marmalade Boy go check it out it's like crack but in the 80s when no one had cell phones and everything was misunderstanding and your parents were like fuck you son I'm marrying this stranger who I just met, and your mom is going to go marry this other stranger that we just met, and now we're a family, and now you have a cute sister, and yeah, so suck it. That's what the show's about. So well, That didn't really mom, make any sense, but... <clears throat> the mom and dad got married, if I remember correctly, is they did like a husband and wife swap thing, where like the original husband... Of the father was like married to his mother. I don't <laughs> fucking know. I it's fucked. It's a dumbass. It's, it's like an official like court document that like swaps. No, spouses. It's, they just got divorced and married each other. No, they're but, like we're now initiating the uh, spouse swap. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> let me let me see if I can let me see if I can find something about this. One second here. All right. So this clip, the girl named Miki. Her parents have tricked her to come downstairs with the premise of cake. Because it's 1994. <laughs> She's um, writing her diary. Mickey. <sighs> we need for you to listen to us without freaking out. Huh? We We've decided, decided that, that we, we both, both want to get, get a, a divorce. divorce. <sighs> it was definitely an exciting event, but not exactly the kind I had in mind. What? What are you saying? It was definitely the last normal day of my life. Yeah, normal. Well, come on. Hold on. They got it. So they get divorced. Um, it's totally unbelievable. When I saw that they were using a good pride and joy, China, I figured that something had to be up. But I never dreamed it would be something like this. I don't get it. You know, I always thought your parents had an almost perfect marriage. I mean, didn't they just get back from some romantic week-long trip to Hawaii? Yeah, it was that stupid trip. It caused this mess to happen. The Matsuras, who are they? A very nice couple who were on the same tour bus with us in Hawaii. We're all about the same age and we have a lot in common. The four of us went nearly everywhere together and it wasn't long before your mother fell in love with Mr. Matsura and I fell in love with his wife. L love? 
That's right, love. Well, it turned out they felt the same way about us. So, after a long discussion, we decided that we should just switch partners and remarry. What? You're gonna switch partners? Tell me it's a joke. That has got to be the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Well, I'm sure it doesn't happen every day. It's not that we don't love each other, dear. In fact, we still love each other a lot. And I don't think that'll ever really change. Mm-hmm. But it's no longer a hot, passionate love, if it ever really was. You're right. Even before we got married, we were more like best friends than insatiable <laughs> lovers. And if only daughter. one of us had found new love, there would have been secrets and affairs, and that wouldn't have been good. This way, there's no problem. Stop! Are you out of your minds? Huh? Listen to yourselves, this is insane! Mickey? This is the first five minutes of the anime. You still there? Alright. So all that was the first five minutes of this anime. <laughs> they just... It was the stupid Hawaii trip that made yeah, the anime. Yeah, fucking right? U.S. The uh, U.S. and their loose morals. I love the fact that they're like, Well, you know, we conceived you, but... Sex life was kind of dull and boring. <laughs> we were you like know. best friends. Your mother wouldn't even ride me like a fucking cowgirl. <laughs> you know, let me never do anal. You know, Miss Marcella lets me do anal. Yeah, within the first week of meeting her, too. Yeah, that's the... <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this this show is so awesome, but it's such a stupid start of the show. What a unique premise. Yeah. I found something interesting on that website where we found DVD uh, releases. Yes, what's that? I, I clicked to view like featured products and ultimate boob wars came up <laughs> let me read you the synopsis this sounds like a ripoff of that one show that the well this the is an show. adult visual novel game whoa they're, they're nude on the cover but at the beginning of the 22nd century an anomaly began occurring in the bodies of women all the women of the world became either e-cups or A cups and under, big breasts and flat chests, due to their division into these two groups, the debate over which was superior began. After the first incident of armed conflict, known what? as the known as the Nugan tragedy, the entire world was split between big breasts tribe and flat chest tribe for an intense war. Eighty-seven years later, <laughs> the secret organization of errorists or a rogue or eroge terrorist oh, has God. ordered our protagonist Nakamuro Manabu to pursue the mission of his career: seduce Queen Milk of the Big Breast Tribe and Queen Teresa Primadasa. I guess it's supposed to be like Prima Donna of the Flat Chest Tribe and bring the war to the close. So, what? <laughs> ridiculous and funny, but. Now on to the gameplay section, which is Wait, brief. this is a game? Yeah, this is a game. Oh, oh god, I wish this was an anime. I'd watch it <laughs> in a heartbeat just to see how terrible it is. <laughs> I like how they had like an 87-year armed conflict over I that was the fact that it got so bad where they're like, I'm gonna have to cap some bitch. <laughs> I feel this strongly, I want to take up arms. But then it says, can Manabu stop the two queens and bring the war to the end? And ready, under gameplay, a blazing hot turn-based card battle adventure 
whether the boob war will come uh, to an end or not rests in your hands. What a good game. made money per hour to make this game. Someone sat down and was like, we need a story. Only $35 ships within 24 hours. Oh, God, my head hurts. And it's Japanese with English subtitles. My head hurts. And you need a Pentium 2 to play it. Oh, God, oh, man. Put it in a VM. Put a 35 <laughs> on it. Requires at least half a gig of hard drive space. I can't. I can't afford that. So yeah, I thought you'd find that interesting. Okay. Only it was a show we could watch. I wish. We could <laughs> just play the game, you know. It's up to our card battling skills to save the world. Someone sat down and was like, "I need an. Uh, I need a new pitch for a game." And then someone said this out loud, and people agreed and was like, "Yeah, yeah, let's make that." <laughs> and then on top of it, on top of it, it was released, and it was obviously successful enough that they're like, oh shit, let's make a fucking, let's spend more money on this thing, and make a translation, and then sell it. <laughs> Send it off to America, this is our best product yet. Americans love armed conflict, and possibly boobs. <laughs> but mostly armed conflict. No, you need to play this for science. I mean, they also have the adult visual novel Saya no Uda, Song of Saya, from premier visual novel studio Nitro Plus and Madoka Magica creator Urobuchi Ken. Comes yeah. a tale of loneliness, insanity, and boundless love. Dude, you're, Ken Urobuchi has been like, is like, or Gen Urobuchi, sorry, yeah, is like, was like a huge, like, visual novel like guy like hentai guy or something before well apparently that's what this is one of his games well, Who there knew? you go and nitro plus they're well known they did i think they did canon and air and all the shows that make me cry fuckers uh they were all visual novels before isn't that key well whatever nitro plus i think did the nitro thing. plus does steinsgate well there you go i knew they were from somewhere Anyway, they're not a... Yeah, anyway. Let's get into our damn review. I'm already... I'm, I got a headache. You're like, done being derailed by I'm done being games. derailed by boobs. So in the show about silent voices, it's actually about metaphor for boobs. Yeah, boobs can't talk. But, but if, if they, they could, could, what would they say? Let me out of this prison. <laughs> you must battle each other in armed conflict. <laughs> That's what they tell you. Nukes. Oh, God. All right. Silent Voice. I know people are flipping their shit on Reddit over it. It did really, yeah. really well. It's the 19th highest grossing movie in 2016. The 10th highest rated on my anime list. All anime. Yep. So, it's pretty good. People seem to like it. But what the fuck is it about? Is it my turn? Yes. What is it? <laughs> I've got this. Well, I'm just going to read the synopsis because I never read it, but I will then agree or disagree with it. As a wild youth, elementary school student, Shoya Ishada sought to beat boredom in the cruelest ways. When the deaf Shoko Nishimiya transferred into her his class, Shoya and the rest of his class thoughtlessly bullied her for fun. 
However, when her mother notifies the school, he was singled out and blamed for everything done to her. With Shoko transferring out of the school, Shoya is left at the mercy of his classmates. He is heartlessly ostracized. This gives away too much. We're done. It does, and also I feel like it says it the wrong way because I I read the synopsis before starting and was like watching it and I'm like, no, he wasn't wild. He was a fucking little prick child who should have been beat mercifully. Or mercifully. <laughs> Without remorse, no less. Exactly. But, yeah, I mean, he's a, he's a dick as a kid. A lot of kids can be mean to each other, of obviously. Course. And it hit home for me a little bit. They they bully the girl who's deaf, and not just verbally. They like rip out her hearing aids and make her bleed and stuff. And yeah, what do you do to make her, her bleed? Yeah, I was unsure about that. Like she just started bleeding, and they're like, "You went too far." But yeah, I mean, I guess if you would yank them down, it would like pull through the bottom of your ear. I don't know, mm, but okay, they're kind of like headphones. You'd have to pull. I don't oh, know. Oh yeah, exactly. That part didn't make sense, but eventually she bled at some point, she and blood was spilled. I think it goes too far because half well, the beginning of the show, I was unsure whether or not he would like have a change of heart sooner. Because <laughs> like. Yeah, I didn't like the whole... As he goes too far, I'm like, well, maybe he's going to feel remorse. And, like, he doesn't. He just eventually, all the kids blame him for it. Yep. So he kind of gets thrown under the bus for the blame of bullying. Yep. Not that he feels bad, which is where I thought it was going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then, <clears throat> there's a time skip, which I would say starts... Well, there was a time skip in the beginning of the show, too. So beginning in the show... The main character. Um, he, the guy, Shoyo. Shoyo, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, was going to kill himself because he's a pussy. And then the time skipped to when he was in elementary school. Sixth grade, I should say. And no yeah, offense, that's so... kind of like old enough to know like right and wrong. Like, <clears throat> they made him look like fourth graders. Like, sixth grade? I'm sorry. That's like middle school in America? Like, yeah, you're still going to get picked on, but give me a break. Kids are usually not as bad. I don't know. You think not as bad? I don't know. I guess top, like, just last year. and I mean, it depends on the, like, people don't change as a whole. This is like a philosophical debate, I suppose, but it's it's probably the same, I would say. Yeah, but... So Nishi... Like the teacher, it was like the perfect storm for the oh, sake of the movie, fuck, right? That to piss me off too, though. The teacher was like a lazy gym type yeah, teacher he didn't who give didn't a care. Fuck, and then he was like, "Fuck, oh, you did it, Choya! Stand up and take your punishment." Like what? Now you're now, now you're a teacher, teacher? yeah. Like, That's because he fuck? doesn't want to be blamed, yeah. So I like how they presented. It was like the girl that was too shy and deaf to do anything. Everyone in on the bullying which isn't always the case, and then the teacher being neglectful. So it was the perfect storm of bullying. So Well, the school sucks anyway, because why the fuck do students have to help her? Like, why the fuck are people giving her, you know, like, having to give her notes and everything? It's like, why isn't the school giving their, giving her uh, an aid or something to help? You know, she can clearly read sign language. Why not have a fucking interpreter? Yeah, they have the person come in and they're like, oh, we got to speak sign language with her. We're going to spend three minutes a day learning it. (laughs) Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Yeah. I couldn't tell. 
if it was making some sort of commentary because I'm not familiar with Japan, like perhaps that was an issue. And then <laughs> there was some I sort of social I honestly think I thought the same thing because they were like, oh, so Nishiyama comes in and she's the teacher's like, oh, introduce yourself. How the fuck does the teacher not even know she's deaf? Yeah. Seriously. Like, you don't meet your students beforehand and be like, this is your classroom. No, just magically show up. Oh, new kid. Fuck off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so she's deaf. And Shoya pretty much... Uh, Pretty much is the ringleader of. He kind of picks on everybody. It's like the, the old you know the other kids do wrestling moves on him and stuff. But that seemed more like fun, not necessarily bullying. I don't know if they were supposed to be bullying because they put up with it. Like that fat kid could have wailed on his ass, and he did later on. Yeah, um, but he's like the ringleader, and he's like yelling at her, and like you know obviously she doesn't jump or anything. She can't hear, and the teacher's like, "Hey, we're in class." Or, you know, he makes fun of her trying to speak. Uh, because deaf people, I mean, I, I don't know if you've worked with any deaf people at all. They'll try to speak or, you know, some kind of communication. Either while talking or signing or whatever. And um, so, you know, he always made fun of her. And everyone kind of just went along with it. But decided to stop like, oh, you're going too far. But then, like, never actively did anything about it so on the other hand Shoya was doing it but everyone's kind of complicit in their role of turning a blind eye to it and yeah it's a good betrayal of bullying it's like the yeah. only time people objected is when the consequences look too bad that it's like or... everyone was on board ripping the hearing aids out of her ears until she was bleeding then it was too far it's like the like you said the retroactive <laughs> uh, disagreement with it it's not useful yeah, and I kind of got the idea, too, that, like, she liked Shoya. Even then? I don't know. Yeah. But, I don't know. Um, So they time skip to now, five years later, he's in 11th grade, um, and he's pretty much, he's working a summertime job, and we see that he's got some kind of calendar, and it just says, last day. It's day's written thing on every day. And he's going to commit suicide. But then he kind of has a change of heart and magically goes, man, I want to reform and, and um, you know, find Nishina and apologize. So one interesting thing I did find, though, is, you know, they made a thing of saying, you know, hey, uh, go, going back to when they were in sixth grade, how they kept throwing her hearing aids out the window. Eight mm-hmm. pairs allegedly cost 30,000 yen. And they made a big deal about how much sum of money this was. I'm thinking to myself, this is three or four grand, right? $275. <laughs> for eight pairs of hearing aids. Like, that's cheap. Must have really good insurance. I thought it was like $1,200. I don't know. No, they're very expensive. Except those ones you see on, like, the infomercial where they're like... Hey, do people tell you to turn your TV down? Are you constantly <laughs> having to say what? Get this thing that goes in your ear and hear now. It's like on some, it's like on the local channels we watch during the yeah, day. It's like, like paid programming. Yeah, it's not even paid programming. It's just like one of those infomercials. Hmm. Get listen. That's what it's called. It's called listen up. 
And essentially, <laughs> it's just a it's just a headphone. With, yeah, it's just a cheap hearing aid that's probably terrible for your ears because it's probably got a terrible microphone and stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, so I guess we should probably just talk about. I mean. Yeah, we don't want to spoil it because it's a big deal. It we is. should talk about how it made us feel and stuff. I had feelings and things. <laughs> so many feelings because I mean, if we just talk about the whole thing, yeah. So I it's mean, totally eventually, because you don't know what happens. Okay, well, fair enough. Okay, we'll go over it slightly then. Uh, they reconnect, and then they start reconnecting with his old classmates, who some have moved on to different parts of the country, and eventually. Things happen, and she falls in love with him, but he's too dumb to figure it out, and other things happen, and eventually just comes this whole thing of, like, I couldn't really figure out the message, because it felt like I want to, I want to, you know, basically repent my sins of the past kind of deal, and... I think the point was they both figured out they liked each other. I see. I don't but... think it was though, because the whole crux of the thing was everyone felt bad for making fun of her. Well, almost everyone so felt bad. Stupid UNO, you bitch. Yeah. <laughs> or UNO. The blonde girl was more uh, frustrating. Yes, and true. she's never resolved as a character. That is true. She always lies. Is like, oh, I wasn't part of it, and that's like the lie she tells herself, but. Throughout the whole movie, no, it never comes back to bite her. She gets to like pretend to being innocent for the whole thing. I that think that they, made me mad. Yeah, I, I kind of feel like they had way too many like messages in here, where like the main character Shoya had issues with like since he was outcast in middle school or in elementary school, it followed him through middle school and high school, but he also never really made an effort to. Correct people, I guess you could say, or like prove them otherwise. So he just became, or kind even of try like a, talking to them. Yeah, he's a loner essentially. Yeah, and they did this by putting blue X's on everyone's face because he always looked down and stuff. Yeah, that was kind of cool. I like that. Yeah. So, <clears throat> I mean, I I, I I got it. Like even uh, 35, 40 minutes into the show, into the movie, I'm like, okay, this show is about. Um, you know, uh, you know, rewriting, you know, wanting to, we all grow up and we all look back on the shit we did as a kid and go, God, I was so stupid or, you know, whatever. I mean, I, I remember we had a veteran as one of our teachers or as a substitute teacher one day. And I went, oh, cool. He must've killed someone. Looking back, oh, I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and I remember getting yelled at by one of the other guy, uh, you know, one of the other students, like, you know, because maybe their family member went to war or whatever. You know, I, I didn't understand. You know, I had no family members that went to war or war or signing. I mean, my grandparent, my grandfather did. But, you know, it was like growing up, you know, it wasn't something we talked about, you know. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand you know, this was in sixth or seventh grade, so, you know, I, I felt like really bad. You know, now looking back on it, it's like, God, what a, what a terrible thing to say. Mm-hmm. Um, but, 
Um, this movie kind of hit home for me a little bit because being legally blind, I grew up with a lot of the same shit. Um, I got bullied a lot as a kid and I can tell you one thing I'll just say, um, when I moved out, you know, when we finished high school and everything, I lost touch with a lot of people I knew and, you know, said, fuck it, moved into my own thing. You know, I sometimes run into people you know, year, two, three years after high school, and they'd stop me and go, oh, hey, I remember you, uh, man, I was so mean to you, I picked on you, I bullied you, I'm so sorry, I was so dumb, you know, people coming to me, I, I'd be out, a, you know, I remember buying some soda in a convenience store one day, and the cashier, like, me and that person, you know, went to middle school together, you know, and it was like, uh, how, how do you know me from this long? Oh, your glasses. I have thick, rather thick glasses. So, <laughs> kind of can't tell. <laughs> you know, kind of one of those like, oh, okay, I guess. But By point, defining tree. Exactly. Thanks, you bastard. Um, but no, point point being, though, is the, the movie hit home for me where I know how the character felt. I mean, granted, it was nothing that bad, but been in front of plenty of fights all because I can't see very well and never understood it myself but um you know I kind of understood where Nishima the character Nishima was coming from of you know she's just trying to go to school and make friends and you know watching her ask you know it, it was kind of interesting to watch the kids try to reach out with her and, and be friendly. But then I'll just kind of be like, fuck writing in a notebook. This is too much work where she would be not hanging out with people, but she was hanging out with people. But they, you know, she'd ask, you know, what are you guys talking about? And they go, Oh, nothing. You know, they didn't include her. She was just kind mm-hmm. of there. Right. So I just found it kind of interesting how they portrayed that. But I also think it feels like too, where, I don't know, because I've never been to Japan. I don't know anything about Japan on that front. And maybe it's... I don't know. I just feel like... I've not seen enough anime. This is the first time I've seen an anime where... They go into something like this. You know, anime is always... Oh, cute, perfect, cute... You know, girls and... Typically, everybody's nice. And, you know, there's that one bully character. But... They get what's coming to them, or, you know, they learn a lesson. You, you know what I mean? Right. Like, this is the first show that I've actually seen them tackle something as insignificant as someone with a disability. And I That's really true. felt they did They the... tackle a lot of things. Bullying, disability, suicide. But uh, I feel like anxiety. the stuff... But I think that was all bullshit they had to add in there. I didn't like this movie. <laughs> oh, no. Not I, I enjoyed it. It was slow as shit to begin with. But mm-hmm. I felt like they tacked on all these extra themes for no reason. Because, like, Nishima, the character, I don't know. I feel like they kind of played her kind of too stupid. Or it's like, you're telling me she's the only deaf girl in Japan or something? Like, she doesn't have any other friends that are also disabled and deaf? Or, 
a support group of people who she can turn to and be among, you know, her own. You know what I mean? Like, there's mm-hmm. schools for the deaf and blind, you know, in every state. I and it seems like that's what she was in at one point with her little sister. Well, that's what I don't understand. I don't think she was, though, because her little sister was fine. Oh, yeah, but... Yeah, I mean, no, she wasn't in like a real school. Whenever he visited her at school, it was like old ladies and her little sister there. That was her grandma, yeah. I thought. No, not in the school. When he goes to the classroom and all those people are making fun of him for bringing the bread there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. But, but my That's favorite character was the little sister character. Yeah, she was really likable, but I don't know. I just felt like they tacked on all these themes, and I really felt like... None of the characters did anything. Like, I look back to um, the flower we saw that day. Uh, yeah. Like, I feel like they did a good job of, and there's different circumstances, of the, you know, she died. Menma died, you know, and they feel bad. But mm-hmm. I feel like the characters all came away. Um like being better characters where in this movie none of the characters came better like yeah i like that's the the most frustrating part for me it's like the if you're gonna have everyone's backstory of like redemption how come the blonde girl just gets to deny being involved the entire movie and like people are okay with it? They're like, it's okay, she's our friend now. Like, <laughs> what? Yeah, or like, she's you like know, the biggest bitch. Well, no, fucking, you know, you know, or I don't know. At least she was transparent about how it felt. The, no, the but I thought it was so lie to everyone. But I thought it was so stupid, though. I thought the whole character of you know, or you know, was just <laughs> dumb. Like. I didn't like you because you always say sorry. I didn't like you because you had this stupid grin on your face. It's like, you're five years older than you were then. How the fuck have you not learned, like, some empathy or, like, like understanding from from her point of view? You know what I mean? Like, to me, it just felt like she was stuck in sixth grade from an emotional standpoint. The mm-hmm. fact that she's like, hey, we're going to go take her hearing aid away and throw it around again like old times. Like... What are you, still in sixth grade? You're old enough to have a job, but... I don't know. Just but, but, I didn't... Uh, long and short of it is... I didn't like the movie because I felt like... It went one way, one place. And then it went in a completely different place. I thought the whole movie was about, like... The main character, Soya... You know, working to... To better himself and he does and i like the fact that he gets called out on it oh this is a pity thing oh great you learned sign language that's great you're still a fucking prick you know and he said yeah i agree but it goes like way off the rails with everybody else and i would even say notion by herself because like i don't know man like i i like the movie like it was fun to watch it was a nice interesting watch but I just felt like, in the grand scheme of things, you don't come away with anything. I mean, even the fucking ending was so retarded. Yeah, I thought so, too. <laughs> like, the ending was like, oh, now he, the main character's fixed. What? Yeah, this movie wasn't I, about I, the main character, I didn't think. 
about his crippling anxiety or whatever the fuck he has because you know like well he just hated himself well to me that was the impact but that's the whole thing they both liked each other but how could they like anyone if they both hated themselves first but sorry i'll let you talk i've been talking nonstop for this go ahead and talk you're very passionate about it 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 was emotional and i enjoyed it but there's just like too many loose ends like you said too many characters like uh uh, the deaf girl's mom and how they find the little sister like with no shoes curled up in like the the play, play structure yeah the the playground structure i thought the point of that was like home abuse but then nothing yeah. ever comes of that that or i thought it was just a home like she was just homeless oh yeah but then but then you find out no, she's a little exactly. sister well yeah you thought it was he was a she and yeah <laughs> Whatever, but, but it's like, why even? Inc- why was that scene? Because they had in to, the movie? yeah, because they had to show him being a good guy, and then he's changed. But that's the thing; yeah. like, you should become a better person when you get older. You shouldn't be a prick to everyone, otherwise, you're a prick, and you're not gonna get very far in life. But I didn't understand the sense of like, okay, Nishiyama comes back in the picture. And it was, like, kind of sad because Soya was like, oh, well, if I hang around enough, things will be better because I'm constantly around her. And it felt like after a while, at first it was nice and even kind of stupid when, like, she was like, I love him. Like, what? Mm. The moon? He fucking beat the shit out of you. You know, like as a kid, and even said gave her a scar. Mm-hmm. Fuck. But then, and that goes nowhere. But then, like, now she's back in the picture, and now they're like, "Oh, let's go find this person who was really nice to you and great." But now it's like, "Hey, let's go get the rest of the class who was a also mean to you." And then once again, she's just standing there being ignored. Meanwhile, they're like doing things. Like to me, it just didn't seem real. The sequence of events just seems so stupid. Like, I like the like the mom was like, "Fuck you, you fucked up my daughter. What the fuck are you doing here?" You know. But was like, "Okay, you can hang around with my daughters." I, I thought the mom was supposed to be portrayed as like an unlikable character. The the what? implied abuse, the fact that she never tried saying sign language with her daughter, she'd just like yell at her. <laughs> that is true. And um, like, no, I guess you're right. I guess I kind of overlooked that because she I, ripped out uh, the Shoya's mother's earring. Did you catch that? Oh, I didn't. So when she goes to apologize for the hearing aids, the scene as she's saying, "You'll be a good boy now, right?" Yeah. Her ears bleeding because the mom. It's implied that she ripped out her earring is like penance. Oh, okay. I, I missed that. Yeah, it was subtle. I had to go back. I'm like, why is her ear all red? But her earring was missing, and her ear was, like, ripped. Okay, wow, fuck. So it's like the mom's clearly violent. Yeah. Slaps Shoya. Neglects her children. You know what, though? He had it coming, though. Don't get me wrong. I'm not for, like, beating kids. But it's like... Well, he's, like, 17 there, too. Yeah, exactly. Like, dude, (laughs) like, why the fuck are you here? You fucked up my daughter enough. Like... At one point, she fights Suen, though, which I had no idea who to root for. Like, uh, I hate both these characters. Both of them are just equally terrible. 
But maybe that's supposed to be shown by the fact that they were fighting. And I, I hated. Really... I sorry. I hated UNO the worst. Like I just thought her character was so like stupid and like this is what I didn't get. You obviously got the fact that UNO liked uh, Suyo, but never acted on it, and they she seemed to like him and things, you know, in sixth grade and whatever. Yeah, that's why she was jealous of that other girl. She was jealous, but but they drift apart, obviously, because she lives somewhere else that he has to go by train or something. But then, like, they want to go back to the way things were in sixth grade. Like, who the fuck does that? Like, mm-hmm. oh, I want you to be friends with this guy who is pretty much, like, the voice of reason of, like, you're a prick. Fuck you. And whatnot. You know, I, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I hated Yuno's character. Like, I always felt like she never grew or anything. She was just that sixth grader in sixth grade. It was like a weird double standard of who he could reconnect with. Because the two, his two guy friends, I mean, they like pull him, or well, that's kind of spoilery. But he never really like rebonds with them in general. Yeah, he's just like, well, whatever. But like, for some reason, all the girls are included. And I don't think the blonde girl redeemed herself at all. Uh, The writing for the movie, Uno didn't even try. Um, the blonde girl was supposed to be forgiven, I guess, but it made no sense because, like, at every opportunity, she denied and lied about it, and then they're like, "It's okay." <laughs> what? I mean, she clearly didn't become a better person. Yeah, and I mean, and it was it was frustrating, but I just felt good. like they tried to tackle too much, and mm-hmm. the messages started to get like muddled. Like, this is a two-hour and ten-minute video, and by. 50 so minutes in I'm like this is boring like it was okay but it's like they did such a smooth job of doing the transition back to his 6th grade self and showing the events that led up to current day events Mm -hmm. but then I feel like it kind of went off a cliff with like we didn't see like I didn't like the fact that we didn't see him actively being remorseful. We Did you notice see... that his older sister is married to like this Brazilian man? I, yeah, that was kind of weird. <laughs> I'm a Brazilian <laughs> construction giant... worker slash yeah. pro wrestler. His name's Pedro. Pedro, the construction worker. Yeah, it's... shows up once. I mean, like something. clearly he was poor, or whatever. Was the portrayal of his character? Yeah. I don't know if that was important to the story, but it's like they really stressed that it's like, oh, he's poor and his mom's burdened with taking care of the daughter of their failed family and like stuff like that. Yeah. No, it was I, like too much strife for one movie. Yeah. Right. Like, I guess, I mean, I'm just trying <laughs> Did to. Did he need to be poor? Probably not. Well, but I also feel like, you know, I thought at first when he was like, here's your money back. I thought it was the, the 30,000 yen. And then I did some math, you know, looking, well, okay, I googled. He made, well, and plus selling his shit, $15,557 is 1.7 million yen. Mm-hmm. I was like, fucking hell, how much was your bet worth? And his <laughs> manga, apparently. Yeah, that was a long summer job, too, I guess. I guess, but my whole point is, like, I feel like they could have did more. To show him like being ostracized. Like, I wish they would have focused more on him and Nishima and him bettering himself. And then maybe like 
and then like him meeting her again by chance and her like being like fuck you and him having to like win her over again and, like prove that he's a changed yeah. guy and like here's what he's learned and you know here's why bowling is wrong or whatever well, the problem with that storytelling element is then you end up with something like garden of words where there's only two characters that exist in the entire universe <laughs> and like because i don't really those stories feel fake where it's like oh we meet at the bus stop every day never have we ever encountered someone else i get that i get where you're going but i feel like the other classmates provided nothing like they were just there seriously yeah I could the only people without. that like propelled the story was the new friend he made. Yes, and, and the, little, the sister. little sister character. Yes, they're the only people that needed to be in it besides the two main characters. I mean, literally, like, I, I, yeah. I, I why did know. the blonde girl's friend look so creepy? What was wrong with his facial animation? Yeah, I don't know. Do you think the guy with the orange hair looked disturbing? Yes. <laughs> it looks like like a fox or a weasel or something. I think he's one of like free guys. Yeah, like his animation didn't fit any of the other ones. I swear like, oh my god, he's terrifying. He's so squinty looking. Was he supposed to be the only real Japanese person? Yes, he is the one and only. But I was reading some of the character synopsises. Synopsi? I don't know how you yeah, say anyway, the plural. The synopsis characters. Right, but uh. It was a manga first, so like the characters had a point in the manga. Wow. If you click if you click the Sahara person, it says at the end, uh, she chooses to take Nishimiya's I don't know why I can't say her word her last name side and defend her from being attacked by Uno during Ishida's hospitalization. I'm not sure that ever happened. No, 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 no. Remember she did, she's beating the shit out of her. And that's why they got in the fight with the mom. Yeah, but what? this is the Sahara girl. Oh, okay. You know, that never happened in the movie. That she was never she wasn't her, there in that scene. Like that's why I'd get too, like I love the fact that they're like violence begats violence. And it's like what what? You're like old enough to go to jail for assaulting someone. But well, yeah. yeah, not to mention the mom's like old. But anyway, so she was supposed to be there in the manga. And then it says, after graduating from high school, because they're in their last year, not yeah. junior year, because there's only three years of high school in Japan. Oh, well, excuse me. But, <laughs> nice try, un-Japanese man. But <laughs> after graduating from high school, Sahara goes to Tokyo to become a runway model, bringing an unwilling Iwino with her. Like, how what? would we ever imagine that happens from the movie? The movie makes it sound like they hated each other. Like, Yuno was like, Fuck all y'all, I'm out doing my own thing. And Sahara was supposed to be like the girl who helped and understood and like wanted to be friends, like genuinely be a good person and be friends with Nishima. Where she mm -hmm. learned sign language and took the time to to do things with you know what I mean? Like that's completely different portrayal than the manga. Nowhere did she have aspirations to be a model either. Mm -hmm. Maybe the mo so maybe. Well, she mentioned she gets her fashion from like Uino or whatever. Oh, that's right. But still. Well, then it's like they talk about the Kawaii character, that she's a narcissist who believes everyone should love her. But then at the end it says, "Let's see." 
Squire resolves to become more empathetic with others. At the end of the series, she presents Ishida with the paper cranes made by her classmates and follows Mashiba, the weird-looking orange yeah, guy, yeah. to study to become a teacher. It's like, to me, in the movie, that was totally not her redemption. Well, it's like, in the I scene could... prior on the bridge where she lies about ever being involved again, I'm like, fuck this bitch. She's done. <laughs> I, I could definitely how, tell where they picked and chose what story elements to use. I yeah. guess it sounds like the manga did a much better job at fleshing the characters out, where I just kind of felt they went from, like, I understood the main plot of, like, guys turned 17, he remembers his actions as a child, he's obviously still experiencing some of that stuff from... Uh, being a child, you know, with the ostracization of not, you know, being an outcast at school. But I also feel like a lot of it is his own self-doing. Like, no one mm. fucking says, oh, that's the guy who picked on that girl and he hates her and this and that. Like, no one says that. They're just like, that guy's weird. You know? Right. And it's I feel like... lack of trusting people after middle school. Which I think is funny because it's like, he was so outgoing and like, you're going to tell me because he got bullied? It's like, come on, dude. It's like, maybe you'd be more yeah. empathetic and be like, oh, <laughs> man. And there you could be like, oh, there's a story. Like, I got the premise when I first started. But then it just goes wildly with other characters being coming in. And like, yeah, There's way too many characters for a movie. Way too many characters. Apparently the manga, a film was like a central part of it. Apparently they were all making a film when they reunited as a friend. His like weird what? looking fat his weird looking fat friend yeah was supposed to be a filmmaker and in the manga he assembles all of these people to act as characters in a film that makes a lot more sense because in the movie they just randomly show up right like half the freaking class moved away to the city where um Sahara lives and he just bumps into him randomly on the street mm-hmm. The mo- oh my god, this makes a lot more sense now. I don't know. This movie sucks. Fuck this movie. <laughs> I'm sorry, I liked... It's so message. beautiful in presentation. No, it wasn't. It wasn't that good looking. Hmm. I like the fact that they took a very... I don't want to call it a unique subject. They took a subject such as having a child with a disability... And doing something new. I don't even know what to say. You know what I mean? Like, I like the the premise of Soya trying to right his wrongs and doing a kind of, doing a realistic, to a, to a point, to a realistic point of showing the struggles of being disabled and how cruel kids can be in the what bullying can do and what it can lead to and I thought they had a good enough story where they were going to tell the story of redemption and and just of change you know of the of the of the kid who bullied this poor girl and the girl like you know meeting again later in the future and the you know whatever but it's nothing like that it's just it starts off great and it's interesting, but then you realize you look down and it's like forty-five minutes into the movie, if that, and you're like, "There's still an hour and a half left." 
<laughs> what the fuck can they put? What they can they fucking possibly? What can they possibly do? And then you have like yeah. characters show up for no reason. There's actions that happen that just seem so far out of right field and left field. Like people connect way too quick in this show. Like the little sister and Soya, like becoming like instant friends after like the third or fourth day. Um. Just, I don't know, man. Like, it just seems like they tried to, they bit off way more than they could, they could chew. And they just poorly executed this story. And I guess I just don't see why everyone is like, oh, this, this movie, it's so amazing. Oh my God, it's so great. Like, now that you've mentioned, like, there was a little bit of stuff I missed about, you know, the mother being, the mother being, uh. Uh, you know, abusive towards Nishima. Yeah. And stuff. Like, I kind of didn't overlook. I kind of overlooked that. But, whole point is, I, I just feel like, in the end, when it's all said and done, you're like, okay, that was a movie. Nobody grew. It seems like nobody really grew. Or it just be, I, I didn't know what the final message was supposed to be. Your friends will get you through things. The power of friendship overcomes everything. What? what? I mean, in the end, they're just at a fucking school festival as a group again. And they're, you know, like, oh, well, those events happened. Let's go do this stuff together. And that's mm-hmm. it. Like, they, oh, they whitewash, like, everything. And they're just like, whatever. And even with Nishima and Soya, like, no conclusion of, like, oh, I don't like you, and this event happens, that event happens, this other event happens. But then, like, in the end, Also, just, her hearing was supposed to be, like, getting progressively worse. At yeah, least I but thought. to me, it's like it was getting progressively better. But she was actually speaking Japanese enough where... <laughs> yeah, so they have the scene where she goes to the doctor... And she's crying, and then she comes home, and she only has one hearing aid in because her other ear is just completely gone or whatever. Yeah. So, like, oh, it's sad. It's worse. But then, Uino confronts her and is like, I'm just going to talk to you, and you'll listen. I'll speak slowly. And it's like, how did she hear? How can she read lips? Yeah. At no point in this movie was there like, you can read lips. No, she's like, write this on the fucking notebook. I think we'd both just uh, enjoy the manga better, probably, because I, I was reading about her mother because I was interested if she was, like, uh, abusive, and it doesn't really mention that so much. It, it mentions, like, a divorce. But the reason Yuzuru has short hair is that because the mother threatened to cut the deaf girl's hair to make her look tougher, but Yuzuru cut her own hair in protest, and that's why she looks like a boy. And it's like, that was never mentioned. No, not at all. I feel like if they would have stayed faithful to the manga adaptation closer, it would have been a much, much, much more thoroughly enjoyed movie. As someone who came into this completely blind, as you know, both of us did. Right. Not, I mean, this feels like a movie that, like, Should maybe the people that, or maybe people who read the manga was like, oh, the manga's amazing. Now we're getting an anime adaptation movie? Oh, that's sweet. And by Koyota Animation? Maybe that's why it did so well. Maybe this manga sold really well or something in Japan. Like, 
I, I don't know, you know, like I, I just mm-hmm. don't I guess now that you're reading this stuff in the manga that was never presented in the movie. I could see like if they would have did more backstory because I felt like they did a great job explaining the everything leading up to present day in the movie. But then they just put everything on like fast forward. Like mm-hmm. events just whipped by with they, little... they should have picked one. Like you said, they should have focused on the main two characters or they should have made like a show and tried to stick it close to the manga. Instead, they threw in every character and didn't conclude any of them. Didn't conclude any of them, gave us no backstory about why they were there other than they were classmates and why they'd want to hang out five years later just because the deaf girl is there. Like, that just seems to be the glue. Like, I don't know if everyone's like, oh, yeah, we were a pain in the ass to her. Oh, we sucked. Well, maybe we should hang out with her again. Maybe things will be better. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know, you know? The blonde guy was the only realistic piece. He's like, don't bring that guy here. We're done. <laughs> it's when he was selling food. Yes. And I'm like, finally, someone that doesn't want to just instantly go talk to them. Yeah, yeah Anohana did it much better in how he had to go round up all of his past friends. I mean, I guess... I'm not saying this is a bad movie. I mean, I enjoyed it. I did. It was emotional. Dude, uh, but I felt like the emotion was kind of fickle. Like, I didn't genuinely feel for the characters. I was mad at the beginning when they were showing Shoya being a complete asshole. And little prick child who shouldn't beat. Mm-hmm. And the teacher's not doing anything. And the, you know, I felt bad. That, that bothered me. But... I just kind of felt like everything else was just kind of there because, like, oh, we gotta get the gotta get the viewer invested. Let's make, you know, Nishima this tragic figure, you know, and you know, I don't know, you know. <laughs> yeah. Five years doesn't whip by, and you're like, well, that happened. No, you know. So I don't know. Anyway, continue on. What any what is there anything you didn't like other than the? It sounds like we both just kind of didn't like the story. Yeah, the story was contrived. It was too much. And I couldn't tell which character I was supposed to like or dislike. I thought the movie and the scriptwriters were all on board for me hating that blonde girl. Like Yuino, which was clearly supposed to be hated. She had like the X over her face and everything. Well, no, but no, because when apparently they became an X... she gets redemption and it makes no sense. No, she doesn't. The blonde girl does. Oh, yeah, okay. She's like, I made these cranes. And he's like, wow, she's so caring. She made me cranes, yeah. She, like, lied the whole time. She threw him under the bus, like, three times. In the classroom, on the bridge, and in the beginning when they were kids. And it's like, how many times does she get to lie? That was upsetting. I don't know. But kind of the same thing about the story. Um, I guess I was just sound was good i thought yeah i mean it's 2017 honestly i mean even the cg on the roller coaster looked okay Mm -hmm. um but yeah i i just i guess i guess in the end i'm disappointed i guess reading the synopsis and then watching the movie i feel like it's way too drastic things and then now that you mentioned the stuff with the manga I feel like it could have been so much better because the manga took the time to actually flesh the characters out and give them more backstory. I understand you don't want to, like, you don't want to, you know, bombard the viewer with, like, oh, here's what everyone's been doing in the last five years. But you can't give, 
a reason or like um a quick summary of what events have happened the last five years for everyone in the class or at least the main characters they showed in the class and then you know here's why they're getting back together and obviously in the manga they were like oh here's why but in the mm-hmm. you know just they cut cor- it feels like they cut, they cut corners for the sake of well we only have two hours but I felt like two hours was too long for the show kind of like with your name where I kind of felt like by like the show could have been half an hour to 45 minutes it's shorter because by the time they get to the plot point in your name it's like okay we get it fuck just do something already kiss or fuck or something uh, you know but and this it's just kind of like there is no there's no climax they just have this crazy scene I don't want to spoil yeah. It's supposed to be like, oh, oh my god, I can't believe they did that. I was waiting for his true redemption. I'm like, what does he want to do? What's his part-time job? What is he doing now? Is he going to date that girl? No, nothing. What a non-ending. I even rewound. I'm like, what did I miss? I watched through the credits thinking there's going to be more. Yeah, me too. <laughs> they tricked us. What the fuck? Where's part two? <laughs> I don't know if I could sit through part two. It's going to yeah. be a whole bunch of people I don't want to forgive. That have no backstory that I have to forgive. So, okay. Wow. Well, we've we ran to the long time. Yeah. And all synopsis is this. Great premise. I like the realistic stuff when they had it. I felt like they were going a good place. And then the show, the movie, the story, the story goes off the rails and tries to be this message about so many things about you know, redemption and suicide and um, forgiveness and understanding and I, I don't friendship. know. Yeah, friendship for no some fucking reason. And just the things just, it just seems all over the place where, you know, typically in anime you'll see like, oh, you know, oh, youth, carefree, oh, that was a life. We love being in high school apparently you know it's romanticized well here it wasn't uh, but I just felt like by the end of the movie you're left kind of like going what next I mean th- this thing starts off at about a 50 miles an hour mm-hmm. and then it gets to about 30 and then about 20 and then someone leaned over and hit the fucking accelerator switch and now it's to 75. And then it slowly starts climbing up. And before you know, you're doing 100. And then like, oh shit, end. Er, break. <laughs> like this. In the end, you're left just like, what the fuck did I watch? Uh, to me, there's no redeeming value in this show. You watch it once. There's no reason to ever watch this again. Hmm. I feel I learned more about the characters and the reasons of why they did what they did in the movie based on your little your little nuggets from the manga. True. Which is bad. Yeah. I shouldn't have to go read the source material to get the full picture. I don't go to a movie and be like, oh, man, I'm, I'm glad I read the book of Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I, I'm just I don't know I, I can't think of any books 
Harry Potter. I, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's lots of them. Hunger Games. Like, yeah, the movie yeah, should like, still make sense. Yeah, I should be able to walk away with the premise of what made all the characters, their motivations, who they are, how they relate to the universe, how the universe is built, blah, 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 blah. This show does nothing of that. This show is just like time skip, sixth grade, bullying happened, boom. I don't even know if it's 2016. I don't even know if it's 2015. They have smartphones. And... Yeah, he has an iPhone, but I thought it was supposed to take place in an older time, too, initially. Yeah, I got that, too. And I, like, I got, oh. like, the erased vibe from it. A little bit, I did, too. They're, the... they're eating in that, like, burger place a whole bunch of times, yeah. like, neon signs. I'm like, this looks like the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> but it's supposed to be, like, present day. Um. Anyway, I gave it a six. Oh, man. I don't care for this movie. Like <laughs> well, I you said, gotta counter the hype somehow. Well, I don't think it was even really that much hype. I just know that from reading online, people are really excited for this show. Funimation, I think, is like... Like you said, they're bringing it to America. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, oh, I gotta go watch it. It's such a great show. I can't wait to watch it. I want to hear... Opinion. I want to hear someone's opinion on this. I think ours. Maybe you do have to read the source. I don't know. You know. Yeah, anyway. I don't know if it's fair to argue like, oh, we shouldn't have to read it. Maybe there is. I think some it is fair though. If you don't adapt something into like another medium, just to go say, hey, go read this, and then now go watch this. <laughs> Clever yeah. marketing. Well, true. Uh, I anyway, continue. Eight. eight. I thought, I thought like his redemption was interesting, and I really like. See, I feel like he didn't get any. Hmm. In the end, I don't think there was any, until he woke up in the hospital and was like, "Oh yeah, I forgot to apologize. Yeah, I should probably do that." And then the security has terrible security. The hospital has yeah, terrible he security. Leaves. He's like, "Fuck you." Oh yeah, uh, Mrs. Uh, Somia. Uh, yeah, your your kid's missing. So, sorry <laughs> about that. Uh, anyway. Continue on. I apologize. <laughs> you gave it. First I just want to argue with the movie. I want to argue me. with you on it because I just, ah, I just, ah, I don't know. I should. I guess I should phrase it differently. Um, I liked how he didn't have a specific thing he had to combat, because in a lot of stories of redemption, there's like one thing that's identified where it's like, I need to right the wrong with one person, or I need to. Stop being so arrogant, or I need to atone for my careless mistake that killed someone. You know, like, over-the-top stuff. But in this, both characters can't really identify what they need to fix. But they're trying. And to me, that was an interesting way to present the story. Um, I liked how the deaf girl was almost a secondary character at times. Because, like, people were doing things for her sake. Or at least the little sister and Shoya were See, at some I, point. I, I agree. And I, also I give it a lot like, of value. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say, I give it a, more value than perhaps my enjoyment of it was at an eight. Because I feel like, unlike where you said it's not worth watching twice, it might be. There's a lot of subtle things like the earring. I had to watch the scene twice to figure out that the reason 
the little sister took so many pictures of dead things was because she knew that the older sister wanted to kill herself and she was hoping that the pictures would convince her not to do it. Did you catch that? Yeah, but I kind of felt that game too late because, like, yeah. like after everything that happened at that point, it's kind of like it was shoehorned in. I was like, oh, yeah, we gotta say this. Here. Yeah, I mean, we totally agree that quick, story is it was such a story quick is its scene. weak point. Yeah, but I thought his portrayal of emotion was accurate. Yeah, true. I guess it, it should be chaotic when you're dealing with all the negative emotions, and I liked how there wasn't like one thing they had to fix. It's like so many stories are perhaps better stories but really boring because they're very easy to fix and the author writes themselves an out like a way to end it. And this story had no end, but at least it didn't have no end and was a simple story. Hmm. So I, I give it credit for not just creating one task they had to all get over. Totally don't like the storytelling and how many characters there were, but I give it credit for being ambitious <laughs> And I did enjoy it. I thought it was emotional, but uh, recounting the story like we are without any of the presentation, um, or not even presentation, because that could be like the order it was presented, but without all the bells and whistles and the time that went into like provoking the emotions, I think is like unfair to just like, because we're just telling it like a storybook. Yeah. And it's like, it doesn't hold up as a storybook, obviously. No. That's why no, you no. dislike it. So, I give it more credit for trying to be more than that. And that's it. Yeah. All right. Well, that was that. Um, I really want to hear your opinion on it. If you've read the manga or seen the movie, I, 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 I feel like this is one of those shows that could get a lot of good discussion going. It's controversial and emotional and maybe somewhat hard-hitting for people to watch so it's very interesting to hear people's opinion yeah so definitely bonsaibeat.com leave comments in the comment section um definitely interested in hearing any conflicting or any opposing views because like i said me and zach watched this with no prior knowledge of the film we knew nothing of the source material. We were going off explicitly of what they showed us in the film. So, you know, and the little, like I said, the little nuggets you gave um, felt like, oh, now I get the reasons of why these actions happened in the movie. But they didn't fucking tell us. Oh, mm -hmm. I get it now. So, well, yeah, until next time, uh, I don't know. More anime will be consumed and then regurgitated in Re the reviews. Yeah, regurgitated for your enjoyment. We're like mama and papa birds feeding you regurgitated anime reviews. I don't know. This Gross. <laughs> <laughs> On that note. Alright, everybody. Thank you very much for listening. Bonsabeat.com. Leave us a review on iTunes. Um, as always, thank you very much. You should mention we have been doing gangbusters on the downloads. Thank you all for listening and uh, look forward to the next episode.